sisters that moved in together, 96, 94, 92, 96-year-old says to her sisters, I just came from the kitchen. At least I think I did. Did I just come in here or do I still need to go to the kitchen? The 94-year-old says, you know, I just came down the steps because I was making a bath. I don't know if I already had the bath or did I just. The 92-year-old says, you guys are pathetic. I, I hope I'm not like you, knock on wood. I'll help both of you as soon as I find out who's at the door. Ah, yeah, well, let's start the year off with a terrible, sad joke. <laughs> so good to be with you today. God is good. I am stoked. I'm excited. Uh, I'd ask the Lord, give me something. Give me a, a word for what we're going to experience this year at TLC, True Life Church. God, I need something. I mean, I'm not just a a generic guy. I, I understand that. You know, if you go to a meeting somewhere, you go to a church somewhere, and there's 500 plus people, and somebody says, there's somebody here with a headache. Probably. You know, I, I, I get that and all that stuff like that, but I want something. God, give me something that is for me, for the church, for us. And so that's what I ask him, and that's what he delivered. And so we're going to talk this morning about what God is going to do here at True Life as we continue to push the envelope for what he wants us, you know, and we're going in the direction he says. So I've been asking him this, correct, this question, what is it? What, what could we do? What could we change? And, you know, as the leadership here at TLC, a lot of that has to come from, you know, Pastor Kim and myself and say, okay, here's some things that God is changing in us. Here's some, you know, things that he's working on us about and so that's going to affect everything and that's good it's all good but i want to follow his direction how many know that i don't want to follow man's direction i want to follow his direction years ago i worked at cedar point many years ago for two summers push down pull up on your safety bar exit quickly to your right thanks for riding the blue streak and enjoy the rest of your day here at cedar point the next 24 coaster cadets glide on through your next ride the streak of blue you know, and so anyway, guess where I worked? So that's what I did. But it would be amazing to me. There's things called queue lines. You know what a queue line is, where everybody waits in line. And sometimes they would open up another one because the line would be too long. And we would open up the other one. Would the people leave one line and go to the other one? Nine times out of ten, they would not. They would just stand there and look at it like a cow at a new gate. Oh. <laughs> have you ever noticed if you go to walmart or myers they'll open another lane and a lot of times you wonder like why do they see, say this i can help you here on lane 11 if they don't say that people go oh. i would literally have to take their arm and go this you can walk right here follow and they would and then they're oh oh okay okay I, that's what you know i want god i don't want to follow just what man is doing i want to follow what you're opening i want to see what you're doing so i needed a rhema word a rhema word is different than a logos word a logos word is just like the written word it's like what you would read and go okay cool and that doesn't mean that's that's less important as far as it, it's not an important word you can read your bible and go that every word in that bible is true so you can get a word from god just even in direction proverbs is an incredible Bible a chapter full of wisdom. But a rhema word is something that God can speak to you and could be like, boom, right for you, bang, there you go. And that's what I'm asking. What do we want to see? Open our spiritual eyes to the kingdom. Help us figure this out. So I want to talk about vision for a few moments. Can I do that? The Bible says, Proverbs 29, 18, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. That's the new Living Translation, the New King James, is basically King James without the these and the thous, says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. Now, moving back to the King James, so it would be like the New King James, only, again, if it had thee and thou, that, this is where that would show up. This is what the King James says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So vision is defined, I looked it up, and it says the faculty or state of being able to see, the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom, a mental image, a mental image of what the future will or could be like. 
I want to talk to you this morning a little bit about vision, where God is taking TLC. The power that brings. There's power in what you see. There's power in the process. There's power in what you believe. And there's power in what you do. And it's extremely important to the future for us to follow God in what he is calling us and showing us to do. How many knows God doesn't start anything he can't finish? There's nothing God can't do. Well, he can't lie. But he doesn't start anything that he can't finish. And I want to be that person of purpose. I don't want to just come and experience. I mean, how many knows what an experience is that's, that's really good? I mean, it's really good. You, you've come to church and, and it's good. Something happens. You're like, yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there are people that live for just the experience. It's just that, you know, it happened one time and they want it to happen every time. And sometimes it doesn't always happen every time, does it? So if it doesn't happen, then we leave disappointed because, listen, our faith and hope is in the experience, not in the one that gave the experience. I don't want to be someone that just says, give me, give me, give me, here's what I want. And if you don't do it, I'm just not following you. I mean, we're thankful for miracles, but you know what a miracle is? Usually a crisis. I need a miracle because something has gone wrong or we need the money or, or there's a health situation or an emergency. And we need miracles. And thank you, we serve a God of miracles. But do you want to really live from miracle to miracle? That means in crisis mode all the time. I want to live in blessing. I want to live where, you know what, my faith and trust is in him, the one that gives the miracle. Because, you know, my wife was said it in the team huddle today. Remember the, the mother and the, her boy died and Jesus prays over him and he sits up in the middle, middle of the funeral. If the dead sit up, funeral's over. <laughs> We've come here to mourn, uh, maybe not. Okay. We're still having lunch though, right? I want to experience not just an event, but I want to have a lifestyle that follows after God. You know, how many remember Daniel? Daniel went and prayed, and as this is what he did, this is something he did. It was just part of his life. There's things in my life that's just stuff that God has given me to do. They're just part of who I am. I want to have a lifestyle that follows after God. There are people out there, and I know I'm ruffling some feathers a little bit, but it's okay. We'll be all right by the end of this. But they, they judge, and the world is full of judging people. And we've all been guilty of it, so I'm not pointing fingers. I've done it. We've all done it. But we'll judge a service. It was a good service because of what we saw in that experience. And that very well could be a right on judgment. It was a good service. We saw the Lord. That doesn't mean it's wrong. But if we judge everything by what we see, there are things that are going on that you don't see. There are things that are happening in the spirit you don't see. He is the way maker. Come on, somebody. He's the miracle worker, but there are things that are happening, and you believe it when you pray. You haven't seen it show up yet, but my God shall supply all my need, and I haven't seen it yet, but I believe it's there. We just can't get caught up in just the physical because if it was a great service, great and God helped you then, great. You still got to get up Monday morning. Six months from now, are you still going to serve him? A year from now, are you still going to call him great? Who am I talking to today? People are tired of status quo. I believe they know God has more for them. I don't know about you, but I feel in my spirit something's about to change. Anybody else feel that? Have you ever been outside and you're like, you smell something, you go, it's going to rain. Just because you can smell something changed in the weather and you're like, oh, rain's coming. Have you ever seen rain just start coming and it hasn't hit you yet? Sometimes that's pretty cool. How does God do that? Because the atmosphere is correct. Something's about to work its way through. I don't know about you, but I can't let negativity stop me. 
if I want to, I mean, if you want to watch mainstream media and news, there isn't a whole lot of positive going on there, friends. I cannot let negativity... I've come too far to turn back now. I've seen too much. I have to apply the word of God, and I want to apply what he's given me today to give you so that God can unlock some doors for you. That he can show you maybe this is the part that you're like, this is kind of, you ever put a puzzle together and you're, you're looking, all of it, and you're looking for that one piece that all of a sudden has vanished. And some, it's probably on the floor somewhere or underneath the doily on the, wherever you're putting the puzzle together, but you finally find it. This could be the one piece that you're like, complete. God has got a plan for you in 2022. Ooh, that even rhymes. <laughs> Give the Lord some praise this morning. Come on. Isaiah 6, 1 through 8, this is talking about Isaiah. Uh, This is Isaiah. He's talking about, it it was the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne. The train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. Two wings covered their faces. Two, they covered their feet. Two, they flew. They were calling out to each other, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Their voices shook the temple to its foundations, and the entire building was filled with smoke. Then I said, it's all over. I'm doomed. For I'm a sinful man, I have filthy lips, and I live among people with filthy lips. Yet I've seen the king, the Lord of the heaven's armies. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal that he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. Touch my lips with it. And he said, see the coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed, your sins are forgiven. I heard the Lord asking, whom should I, I send a messenger to these people? Who will go? And I said, here I am, send me. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you in 2022, you've got to be sent of the Lord. God is not trying to say, sit back and then just enjoy the ride. Listen to me. It's time for us to get busy. It's time for us to get active. It's time for us to roll up our sleeves and and go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. The world is not getting better, but man, if we are with God, they cannot deny the grace and the goodness and the blessings of him. The Bible says, you know, he just cleansed his mouth. Did you know life and death are in your tongue? They're in your mouth. Your future is tied with your confession and the allegiance of the side that you rest on. We spend a lot of time cheering for others, and that's good. We get excited about what God's doing for them, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we can be excited for those that we sow into and those that we partner with. Because the same blessing that's happening to them is coming your way. I say the same blessing is coming your way. God is no respecter of persons. He's going to bless anybody who will make himself or herself available to him. That's just what he does. Isaiah was the prophet. They called him the eagle eye prophet because his ability to see the future with such clarity, to be able to go, "Mm, this is it. He was focused more on where he was going than where he'd been. There's a lesson just in that. I get where we've been. I can't go back in the past, can you? You're going to have to look forward, just like your windshield on your car is huge, but your rear view mirror is small. You can't change what has been. Brett, I've not lived the way I... Okay, let's get past that. Let's look forward. 2022 is coming. It's actually here. Isaiah was a visionary. I believe the earlier we answer what God is telling us to do, the greater and longer we enjoy walking in the destiny he has for us. The Bible says without vision, the people perish. I got to have something that drives me. I don't know about you. I, I need motivated. You ever, you ever want to lose weight and you have a, a skinny picture of you? Just me, huh? Sometimes I'll put on my phone when I need to get motivated a better picture of me. I don't know if there could be. (laughs) I do not. I am not a very photogenic person. Like Kim could be wearing mud and be like, oh, that's great. She looks great. I've told her for years, you could wear a potato sack, walk down the street, and people would go, where'd you get that? Start your us. That's where we got it. That's great. I can't do that. 
I'll wear something, come out and go, how's this look? It's not your color. You're a winter. What's that? Anyway, but I need something that motivates me, something that drives me, something I'm like, this is a goal. What's on your vision board? Now, whether you have a physical vision board or not, we do. We put things out because what you look at, what your sight is, helps drive you the direction you're going. I have things that I declare, things that I believe for. I can take them off my board because I've already got them. We had stuff on our board for debt-free, gone. So, we're, you know, boom, that, that could happen. We have uh, the new house. We didn't know what the house was, but we put something on the board that represented a new house. We have the house now. So God is, I mean, what I'm saying is, what are you, what are you looking at? Do you have vision? You know, when you're a little kid, you go to school and they'd go, Brett, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then we would say that was in, you know, kindergarten or first or second grade or third grade or whatever. There are people, I want to be a policeman. I want to be a fireman. I want to be an astronaut. I, you know, I want to be president. We need one. <laughs> yeah. People have different needs. So how do you get there? How do you get to what you're believing for? How do you get there? See, for us as a church, we got to say, God, how do we do that? And you're, Brett, Brett, give me the word. I'll get there. But I got to lay some groundwork. We got to have a plan, y'all. Texas. We got to have a plan. We got to have, how are we going to get just wanting and wishing? You know, there's power in your mouth, but you got to put the word to work. If you put the word to work, it'll work for you. But you got to have a plan. We have people of all different needs. Some have vision and some just need motivated because they kind of have vision. You got kids like that, don't you? Vision is good till it's in the morning and they got to get out of bed. <laughs> there are people that will be, if you're close, I can't jump out of the plane, but just push me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do this. I'm Push me! <laughs> There are other people that are like, I'm not even getting close to the door. And you're going, I'm pulling you out the plane. <laughs> Parents, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, you're going to church. I'm not. You're going in your pajamas. If you want to go like that, that's up to you. <laughs> My job today is to show you what God told me and put these cookies on a shelf that we can all go, yes, I can get to the cookies. You can eat these. I told my son, Zach, one time, I'm like, you cannot have any more cookies. Do you understand me? Yes, Daddy. You cannot have any more. You get it. Yes, Daddy. I leave the room, come back in. His arm is clear down in the cookie jar. Zachary, I told you you can't have any more cookies. He goes, I was getting them for you. <laughs> I'm going to put these cookies where you can get them, and you can eat them. I want you to apply them to your life. I want you to live a life on purpose. Help me, somebody. I need some people with purpose. Something's about to happen. And I'm just telling you, the enemy would not be fighting this church so hard and fighting maybe you so hard if he was not afraid. He knows God's been bragging on you. Somebody say amen to that. The enemy has told you you'll never make it. You're sick. You'll get this. You'll get that. You know, I thought about that stuff. I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm against it. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm against anything the enemy says. God is moving spiritually to another level. And for us to fight, we've got to get to this level. We have to advance the vision. You know, when we're pushing, it's not comfortable. Some of us, if we, if any, how many, okay. All right, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. We are creatures of habit, most of us. We like things where we like them. Don't mess with the toothpaste. This is where I like it. You put it there, I like it there, and then if you move it, where's my toothpaste? You know, and we're, oh. So sometimes we don't like change, but when God is moving us, we have to change. And it's not always going to be comfortable. Some of the things that you, that you have to do, once you start doing them, now it's comfortable. You know, people have said, oh, you, you preach off an iPad. 
you know why I did? Because the lighting was terrible in the building we had before this. I couldn't see my notes because it was lit up. I'm like, sweet. I could see them. But in the beginning, the first four weeks, it was, it was hard for me because I, I was so used to writing everything. And, I, you know, and then it was just very difficult. And I remember Pastor Gary, I, he had me minister there. And he goes, oh, you're using an iPad. And I said, yeah. And he goes, I was going to do that. How's that work for you? And I said, now I'm really liking it. But the first four or five weeks, it was kind of tough. And so he was like, hmm, okay. Because sometimes there's a transition. Anybody ever got a new job and you had to figure it out? It took you a few weeks. You just start working out. And the first couple weeks, your body is sore. In the first, especially first few days, you're like, I am not doing this. <laughs> but if you stick with it, you'll be able to make headway and get ground. You have to rise to the call. God is trying to show us something. And if we change and do what he's asking, is it going to cost you? It might cost you some time. But you know what? If he gives you a better route or he gives you something that brings better things for you, not stuff. I'm talking about just living. Man, you need to take it. But I'm going to say this to you. You have to pray. You have to pray. That's how we talk to God. There's nothing real like, oh, we have to crack the code. You just have to talk to him like you're talking to anybody. You know, there's times that people, we live in a day and age where Bluetooth is just so crazy. How many remember when we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have anything, we had landlines, and if you didn't want to pay the bill, you'd call, we'd call Charlotte, let it ring twice, and then we'd hang up, and she knew we got home safe. That was, you know, code. Maddie and I were on a daddy-daughter date, I'll see if she remembers this, we went out, we went to the store, and there's some guy in the store, he's going down, it was a soup aisle, and he's like, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. He's real dramatic. Arms are flailing. I don't know what kind. What kind do you think? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. And Maddie is like, Dad, something's wrong with him. And then I saw something in his ear. I said, honey, he's got a Bluetooth. She's like, what? I said, he's got, he's got something in there. He's talking to somebody on his phone, but it's going through his ear. So he's talking to someone. Oh, okay. So then we were kind of at ease. All right. We went to McDonald's, and there was a guy like sitting 10 yards from us, and he's just going off. I don't know what he's talking about. And she goes, Dad, there's another guy with a Bluetooth. I said, no, honey. He, he, he. <laughs> She's like, can we go to the car? <laughs> what I'm telling you, you just have to talk to God. You just have to pray. You just have to talk to him. You don't have to be spiritual. You don't have to say, King James, I loveth thee, God. Thou art thy God of thy. No, just be you. And just start telling him, God, this is what is happening. This is what, I don't want to be afraid. And then find out what his word says about that. He'll, he'll put things in your spirit. He'll tell you things. He'll show you where to go. He'll show you what to do. But you have to pray. Some of us need to pray like we used to. Quit coasting. And start getting in and saying, God, I got I to gotta have you. I, I got to stay with you. We need to have that attitude where you're just like, your God will be my God. I need to go where you go. What do you need? God, I will do whatever you say. Isaiah is talking about a time frame when all that stuff's going to happen. Did you know that Jesus quoted Isaiah more than any other prophet? I'm just saying, if Jesus is quoting you, you got it going on. <laughs> you know, I could say, and I... And he said this, you know, you could do impressions. This would be John Wayne. Well, I'm going to talk to you. You know, I'm not going to be the perfect John Wayne, but I mean, I'm saying this is what he would say. But if Jesus is saying, here's what Isaiah says, I'd be like, dude, if I was Isaiah, I'd be so humbled. I'd be like, wow, he's quoting me, quoting him. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. Isaiah says, the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Somebody say, I see the Lord. I'm telling you, in the midst of all of this COVID crap, Jesus is still alive and well. Jesus is still on the throne. Biden can't get rid of Jesus. Kamala can't get rid of Jesus. Obama can't get rid of Jesus. Clinton can't get rid of Jesus. Somebody walked in the, in the store. I was walking the other day, and I forget what they said. 
that we started a conversation, and he looked at me and said, just a few more years, and he's out of there. You know, there's something with the changing of the guard. There's people that come and go to any place. There's people that come and go to the gym. New Year starts New Year's resolution. Boy, the gyms will be packed now for about a month. And then they'll be like, this is hurting my body. I'm out of here. We went... There was one gym that on certain days, there were donuts and bagels. This is a good gym. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, something's, something's wrong with that. But anyway, it sounds good. But it brought people in. What are you here for? You're here to lift the weights? No, I'm here for the bagels. <laughs> but anyway, change the guard. There are people that come. You know why? Sometimes... And, and I think this is something that Pastor Kim and I, we, we have people on the dream team, and they, they start out, and, and just we want to put them in somewhere, and ushers and greeters is a great spot to do that because you get to meet a lot of people, and there's people skills and all that stuff, but what happens is then we find out what they really want to do. And then they, but they're already on a team and they're doing well on that team, but they really have a passion for something else, so then we split them between two teams. And now they're doing two things, and they got two schedules. And you know what? Then people, and we have leaders now, they're like, preach it, brother, because they're doing two or three things. So we're going to try to correct that in 2022. We're going to do our best to say, what is it that God is, what is he driving you to do? And that's what we want you to do, so that you have a mindset that's a singular focus. I want to be what God wants me to be. That doesn't mean you can't help out in another area at a special event or anything like that. No, so if you're a core leader, I'm not taking all your people. I'm just telling you. We're just saying, because God wants us to revamp some of the system. This building, we've been in here for about four years. We're not even close to filling it to capacity. But this year, this year is going to be different. We're going to believe God for things to really start happening. It's time that you and I began to challenge the enemy. It's time that we began to fight. It's time that we began to pray. It's time that we began to declare. It's time that we began to just say, God, this is your place. Let your glory fill this place. I believe we're going from small to big. And God always has a witness. Can I get a witness? He always has a witness. Somebody always stands up for the king. Here we go. I haven't even got to these four points yet. Hallelujah. I'm going to get through quick. So if you're a guest today, you're like, dear Jesus, just help him. <laughs> I'll get through it real quick. Here's what the Lord told me in 2022. Are you ready? Here we go. This is the first thing he said. See further. He's saying I'm not, we're not seeing far enough. We, we kind of just see what we see. See further. Two, go further. Three, expectancy. What are you believing? And here's the last one. Move the stakes. Move the stakes. Our first thought, see further. These aren't going to take long. Isaiah says he sees God high and lifted up. Can I ask you a question this morning, church, and those that are watching online? How do you see God? When I was growing up, I saw God as a big old man with a white beard in heaven with a big hammer, like playing whack-a-mole. Every time I did something, <laughs> arise, <laughs> sirloin of beef. <laughs> and I felt like I got hit on the head a lot. But how do you see him? What is your view of him? Do you have a low mentality about him? Or do you only see him religiously? Is he... I just see God as this is how my grandma told me about God. So that's how I see him. And I'm just here to tell you this morning, we're limiting our view if we have God in a box. How about Balaam's donkey? Do you think he saw God that way? But yet he made, God, he made a donkey talk. How are you seeing God? But God is saying, I want you to change your view so you can go further. I want you to see me further than the way you've seen me before. Some of us, I know how he did what he did back in the day. Back in the day. 
But I'm telling you this morning, God is bigger than that. You need to see further. This is what he did back in the day. But I, I'm telling you, his arm is not waxed short. You are today, right now. See him further. What does God want you to do now? Can you see it further? Come on, Jesus. Back in the day, maybe their needs were different. They didn't do or have the things that we have with technology and all that. They went through the depression and they had different needs. I get it. But my God supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hebrews says God doesn't change. He's the same today and, and forever. So yesterday, today, and forever. That's Hebrews 13.8. He doesn't change. Maybe back in the day you're saying they were just believing God for closets or just clothes to wear. Do you know the Israelites, their stuff didn't even wear out. Now we live in a day where we have closets full of clothes and we have nothing to wear. No, I can't wear that. That doesn't look good. I don't know what to wear. Maybe we're not where we need to be because we can't get to where we're going if we don't see him further. We are stopping ourselves because we are stopping the vision he's putting. I can't, God, I can't, I can't believe that. If you can see him higher than your trouble, you're about to go past your trouble. Come on. God is not just a Sunday morning God. He's not an emergency God. He's not just the God of crisis. He's not just a 911 God. Thank God he never gives you a busy signal and he's always there. But he's further than that. Can you see him past your mundane every? This is, this is how I know him. This is all I do. Time to make the donuts. I don't see him doing anything. I'm telling you, if you start seeing him further, you will go further. If you're coming to church just so you don't feel guilty, you don't see him far enough. You're wasting your faith. And God says, there's much more. Maybe we're shooting at the wrong target because we're not looking far enough. Can you see this place filled? I can. Can you see a line waiting for people to get in? I can. Can you see people walking out of wheelchairs? I can. Can you pe see people that are demon-possessed getting free of sound mind? I can. Can you see people just getting in here just to say, Jesus, I love you? I can. Can you see a cloud of, of smoke and glory in this place? I can. Well, Brett, can you see it physically? No, but boy, my mind can go there. The faith that we need to go further is past where you've been looking now. You have to see further. This faith will push you. It will motivate you. It, it'll wake you up. This is better than Starbucks. This is better than espresso shots. It'll take you to the next level. It's your secret weapon. God, I want to see you further. You know what this is? This is the phone booth. Your eyes are the phone booth that will take you from Clark Kent to Superman. Dun, dun, dun. Come on, Jesus. I'm not talking about, well, that's just a Sunday morning. No, I'm talking about where you work, where you live. Walmart, Goodwill, Starbucks, wherever you're going, McDonald's. Be who God wants you to be. See him further. He had me buy some guys years ago. He just, I'm just in line. I'm just in line. God, I just want an Egg McMuffin. And there were three guys that were over here, and they were tattooed and pierced and hair and all of that. I'm not against that. But God said, buy them breakfast. I'm like, you buy them breakfast. But he told me again, buy them breakfast. So I wait, and I go over there, and then I just told the guy, I'm going to buy this. But those guys looked at me like I was from Mars. I bought their breakfast, and this is the only thing I was told to say. God told me to tell you to buy your breakfast today and that he loves you. And they just looked at me like, like the people looking at the new gate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like you go to a restaurant. 
and you're supposed to diet, and you're just looking at the salad bar. And the person beside you is eating ribs, and that's what I'm talking about. They're just looking at you. But I want you to be who God wants. I want you to see further where you're doing life. If you see God's further and high and lifted up, everybody say, I see. It'll change. Here's number two. If you see him further, you're going to go further. If you can't see further, you won't go further. If you can't see yourself and where God is calling you, if you can't see, then you know what? It's not going to happen for you. Without vision, the people do what? They perish. If they can't see it, has it happened yet? No, you have to see it first. You were created in God's image. You know, it's amazing. Kim and I have five children. One is with Jesus now. We have five children. None of those children are Chinese. None of those children are African-American. None of those children are anything but white, just like me and her. They got all their dance moves from me. No, they didn't. All the groove, they got the groove from her. All the orneriness, they got that from me. But what I'm trying to tell you is my DNA and her DNA is in those children. They didn't have to try. It's just there. Didn't have to. It's just it's what was put in there. The same DNA. They're just like the parents because that's what happens. Let me say this. When you see God blessed, you don't have to try to be blessed. You are blessed. I'm going to say it again. You don't have to try, I don't have to beg God for blessing he's already done. I have to realize it. That's why I receive it and things happen because he's already done it. I don't have to beg him for favor. I've already got favor. I'm sorry for yelling. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm just saying, I don't, the DNA of my heavenly father is in me. He put it there. As soon as you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says you get grafted into the family of God. In other words, now I can say, Abba, Father, he, he's my dad. I have an earthly father, and I have a heavenly father. If you go into my barn where I work out, there's two pictures, one of Jesus and one of my father, my earthly father. And people, oh, he got a picture. And I said, yeah, my two dads. I love being blessed because he does that. And I'm able to bless other people because of his blessing. Can I say this? Things are not the blessing. They are just things. Things are manifestation of the blessing. Does that make sense? Don't get wrapped up in the things. I just want to be wrapped up in God. Because the one that got me the things, if something happens to a thing, I'm not devastated because the one that got me the thing, if I needed another one, he will get me another one. Does that make sense? It's just things. I can see further, so I will go further. I have confidence in who he is and who's I am and who you are. If you see yourself as he sees you, you're not limited to man's opinion. Maybe somebody said you're never going to amount to anything. That's not how God sees you. God sees you different. He made you for his glory. You'll value his perspective and you live your life after his and your life will then begin to have purpose. If you believe, my wife said this, she could see the word believe. I thought that's incredible because, again, she didn't know my notes. I pray and praise God because he supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory. Because his word says he will. So I have faith in his word because it says that. What if I, if I ask Tom, Tom, where are you at? There, so Tom's back there. What if I said, hey, Tom, when church is over, I really, could you write me a check for $5,000? <laughs> I'm glad you said that, Tom. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Oh, no, okay. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to tell you is, think about what I just said. My belief that I ask Tom for that 
says more than just what I said. The very fact that I would ask him, I w- why would I ask him if I didn't think he could do it? So the very fact that I would ask him, I know he could fulfill that request. I'm kidding, by the way. <laughs> but unless you feel led, brother. I mean, <laughs> no. But what I'm saying is, we, we, if we put our, our faith in God, when we ask, we believe that he's got that. Whatever that need is, it's saying already, my belief is in you. My hope is in you. If I'm not believing, then I'm wasting my time. I don't like time wasting. Back in the day, kings uh, had the length of the robe, they called them trains. Like in a wedding, a bride has a train, that thing that you'll see somebody come up and, you know, and... So back in that day, the longer the trains were, the bigger his kingdom. Short train, small kingdom. Bigger train, big kingdom. I'm just giving you some facts. The Bible says, and we just read it in Isaiah, that Jesus, his, the, his train fills the temple. The train fills the temple. That back part, fill, if the train fills the temple, what would the robe be like? This God can do everything. He is the God that meets all your need. God is high and lifted up. His train fills the temple. He can do anything. See further, go further. Maybe if you're saying, well, Brad, it's not working for me. Maybe, I don't want you to get mad at me. Maybe you're asking the wrong things. Maybe you're not asking, but maybe you're just going up to a millionaire and saying, can I have a cup of coffee? And God's saying, I have all of this. Is this what you want? Is this all you want? Because you don't see further, you can't go further. The things that God has blessed Kim and I with, we were on the same page with. We believed him. We saw them first. He put them in our spirit. We put them either on our vision board or we talked about them. We had a picture of that in our mind. Are you dreaming big enough? What do you believe? Life alone is hard, isn't it? There are times when nobody can help you but God. Not your dad, not your mom, not your grandma, not your grandpa, not your aunt or uncle, your sister, your brother. You need God, and that's who you need. Am I right about it? It does matter. Scott said it. It does matter who you hang with it. you got to hang with people that hang with God. If you're hanging out with a crowd doesn't like God at all. I don't mean that you can't witness to them, but I mean if that's your main hangout group, you need to change that. Romans 8:28 says all things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And God's going to get the glory. You can't hang around God and be negative. Psalm says that he inhabits the praises of his people. Now, if I thought about it and I forgot about it this morning, but that's what Paul and Silas did. I was going to say this to Ron but that's what Paul and Silas, they created the original Jailhouse Rock. I was going to have him play, boom, 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 you know, right there. No, you don't have to find it now, just, <laughs> but that's what I was going to have him do. Just because the original one was done by God. These guys started praising God, and everybody in the jail cell got free. That means people that didn't even care about God, they're like, whoo. So it was bigger than the warden that threw that party. Don't waste your time being sucked by haters and negativity. You got to go higher. You got to see further. You got to go further. There are hungry people out there. They want to know what's God doing. They want to see that because they don't have hope like you have hope. You need to be the light. When you start hanging out with God, your talk changes. There's people out there that they're just... I used to have this mindset because I, I kind of grew up that way. I got to have a deal. Anybody like that? It's, you know, let's make a deal. This is my mindset now. I don't need a deal. If I get a deal, that's great. But I don't need a deal because God is more than enough able to do whatever. So when we are shopping for either ourselves or somebody else, if we can get a deal, awesome. If it's on sale, great. If, I, if I'm supposed to mention something, that's fine. But I'm not begging for a deal because why? I already see him further so I can go further. 
I don't have to beg him for stuff that I know he supplies for me anyway. Does that make sense? I'm not worried about that. God's not worried about it either. He's going to transform your thinking, and you will go from survival to saying, I can see him further. God is doing great things. If you've been thinking too low, you've been asking too low. If you've been talking too low, you need to change who you're talking to. See further, go further. All right, I'm going to move on because I see the time. I thought I was getting through this quicker. Hunger gives you power for vision. Matthew 5, 6, blessed are they who do hunger and they thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. Jesus filled thousands of people with food, feeding of the 5,000, about 15, 20,000 people. But he saw, he was talking to them and he saw them getting hungry. The disciples came and let him know that. So you know that whole story, how that miracle happened. What I'm saying is they pulled things out of him he wasn't really going to do. It just, that's how that day went. Your hunger here will help pull things out of me that I might not have been thinking about or not even put in there, but your hunger for God will pull things out because God has said, tell them this. It's amazing how hungry people can get when they start saying, God, you're amazing. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let me say this to you, and then I'm going to move on, and we'll get this thing finished. If I was the enemy, and I couldn't damage how you see God, see further, go further, I would try to mess with you on how you see yourself. The disciples, just think of the people, the Israelites. We're grasshoppers in their sight. If I could change your view of how valuable and how important you are, I'd mess with you on that. See, people have the mentality, I see God doing it for Pastor Brett, but he won't do it for, he won't do it for me. Where's that in the Bible? Show me. It's not in there. I was just telling somebody the other day. It doesn't say I'll just do it for pastors. He doesn't even say that. He's, he's going to do it for every kid that says, you are my Lord, you are my God. Church isn't just a social club. We need each other, but we need connections. But what we need, we need Jesus. I'm not up here to minister to you for your entertainment. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of funny. That just is part of who I am. I get it. But my goal is to give you the keys that you can say, you know what, this is working. This is working. Expectancy. This is thought number three. And I know these are very quick. I keep saying that, but I'm trying to get you to hope that way. But they are. <laughs> God comes into your life to tell you where you're going. He knows where you are. You know where you are. You know where you've been. He's trying to tell you, I want you to come higher. He told Abraham, look out and see where you are. Look at the, the stars. Look at the sand. He's trying to give you vision. What is God telling you? Some of us won't stop long enough to let God tell us anything. If you can see it, God will increase your life. Not your living, but I mean, he'll just release it in your life. You have to see it first. You have to believe he helped put the desire there. Then you need to see it and then take steps to get there. If, if you can see yourself as the head, not the tail, see yourself as debt-free, you got to see yourself like that. See yourself as healed. What would it be like to not have pain wherever you have pain? What's your vision? What's your purpose? What's your goals? You need to start expecting that. Expectancy. God, here's what I'm believing. Here's what I think you're putting in me, and I'm believing this. I'm expecting this. God has equipped you to get the job done. You can expect it. Do you know that God always funds his assignments? If he's given you something, he'll take care of it. He told uh, Jesse Duplantis, and I, we saw this, we were watching a podcast long, long ago, and he was telling him, you know, to believe for something. And, and this is what Jesse replied to him. He goes, I don't have the money for that. And God said, I didn't ask you for the money. I asked you to believe for it. That hit me like, that is so good. I'm not talking about, it doesn't have to be an expensive item. Or I'm just saying, what if you just believe God? If you said it, it's, it's done. I don't have to pay for that. You'll do that. You'll show me what I need to do to either earn it, make it, or it'll just happen. I don't know, but that's up to you. But here's my hand going at it. Stop hating how God made you. 
He doesn't make any junk. Start liking yourself so that you can discover your purpose in kingdom living. I'm going to say this. Are there some things that bother you? Are you one of those? Like, my wife loves order. And so do I. She's rubbed off on me. There's stuff. I looked out our, our window at our house, and there were, you know, the wind had blown a bunch of sticks there. I looked at them for a few days after a while. Does anything ever just like, I got to fix that? I had to go out there. I'm like, I, I, I can't stand looking at this anymore. Sometimes the things that bother you is because God wants to use you to fix it. That's why it bothers you. He wants you to be, you know, that's why you might have a burden for some. I need to do this. I can be used here. There's so much I can do. Why? He's giving you vision because he wants you to fix it. We've got two boys. They're both great boys. They're now both men. One was, hey, I'm going to do this. The other was extremely neat and orderly. So the one boy is just like, I don't need to make my bed. I really don't need to do this because after a while, it'll get him so fed up, he'll do it. And that's exactly what happened. He did it all the time. And they just make him mad, but he couldn't take it because they shared a room. So the other kid's like, well, hey, works for me. <laughs> do what you see. See further, go further, and expect. You know, that's what faith is. I expect it to happen. That's my hope. I'm on a mission. My wife said this today, too. I'm not going to die because I'm young or old or fat or thin. I'm going to go when I'm finished. Does that make sense? Here's our last one. Yes, our last one. Move the stakes. So what are your goals? To get all this done. If God's saying anything, that's the last thing he told me. He said, move the stakes. I don't want to coast this year and do what we did last year. we got to make some changes. So i got to move those stakes out. It's going it's to make us a little uncomfortable. What's our long-range goal? What's our short-range goal? Where will we be in 10 years? We're going to put a vision board out there. We're going to start telling you, here's the phases of what we want to do to the building. We want to be able to see these things. We're going to show pictures of where we've been. But not only that, but give you some future things of where we're going. If you don't measure, how do you know when you ever get there? Or where you've come from? I had to get on the scale the other day. I got on the scale, and the scale said, one at a time, please. No. <laughs> it didn't. But what I'm saying is, I didn't want to get on the scale. But I had to measure so I know when I go forward and lose. Does that make sense? You've got to measure some stuff to go further. You have to see further. You have to expect. And you got to move the stakes. God wants to stretch you, wants to realize your authority, and he wants to see you in this 2022, along with TLC, flourish and be in abundance.